Alright y'all, welcome to another episode of Keeper 100. Uh, we are... I'm tired. Shit, I'm struggling. Alright, so let's 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 talk people. I'm say let's talk Columbus. Let's talk people. We I have some feelings. I have some things to discuss about, in particular, my experience as a black gay cheerleader at The Ohio State University. And how that's formed and hatred of the university. Mostly for athletics, but really overall, as a university, it's a business first and a machine for athletes second, while also exploiting said athletes second. Um, and education's like sixth along the line of importance, I feel like, for Ohio State. Basically, the American education system is in itself a business whose primary focus is to make as much money as they can. It's not focused on the actual education that people get. It's all about how much money can I get to supposedly continue to make the education affordable while also simultaneously raising tuition, room and board, fucking meal plans at Ohio State? Ridiculous! Fucking ridiculous! Anyway, sorry. I, I just remember blocks were a fucking shit show because it, it didn't make sense how they'd be like, all right, you need only like this cup of ramen. All righty. So we'll price it at like 285, but you have to spend an entire block. So we're going to force you to spend like the $5, which is the value of a block. So you either grab an amount of food that equals to, or get close to $5 and then burn the rest of the money or you just waste the other $2. And it's like, this is bullshit. This is not how the real world works. And the excuse was like, we're, we're teaching money management skills. I'm like, no, you're just teaching people just to buy shit in order to fulfill this weird narrative. Of like, I have to buy $5 worth of stuff that they don't need at that moment. Like, if you only need that cup of ramen, which by the way, two eighty five dollars for a cup of ramen, fucking ridiculous. But like, if you only need that cup, then don't, don't do it. Like, even them connecting Buckeye D cash was like, yeah, if you get a Huntington account, you can connect your Huntington account and put the money directly into... It's like, this makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. It, it truly... Oh, it was wild. I actually forgot about having to pay for printing. I forgot that was a thing. Like, buy the page. It was like, you want to use our printer? Like, you got to pay for it. Like, what? So you require us to have printed documents as a student. And then charge us to complete these. Like, it's so bullshit. Whatever. But my my biggest, I guess, issue came when I was a cheerleader at Ohio State. So I, I cheered my first semester, I guess, question mark. And cheered is kind of a strong word. I had uh, a lot of medical issues with my diabetes. So like, I didn't ever cheer, cheer in the games. I did a lot of outside events. Um... I got to go to games and dress in uniform. I was also gray squad, so I was never on the field cheering anyway. Because I was basically, gray squad is JV, right? So you had the Scarlet Squad, who like you would see on TV. Then you had the J squad, the, the gray squad that you would actually meet in the stands of the game. Um, and we were basically like a couple of events I did. I was basically an, an assistant for Brutus, right? So like uh, Brutus still has to eat, right? Brutus is a human being. Um, but Brutus isn't allowed to like be out of Brutus. So we were at this random, like kind of diner 
in Northwest Ohio, and uh, I had to order the food for Brutus. So it's very much like this very performant thing. It's like, all right, Brutus, give me a one for ketchup, two for mustard, three if you want both. And like a lot of head nods, like almost that kind of like children's theater s type of performance. It's very, very interesting because like dude's got to eat, <laughs> but he wasn't allowed to speak. It's like, this is so fucking weird. Well, then people would be like, yeah, so where's Brutus? It's like, well, he's there. It's like, but I swear I just saw Brutus. I was like, no, he, he's here. He's right there. Cause like there's obviously more than one Brutus, but we weren't allowed to talk about that. Just like, <laughs> so it's because like there'd be multiple events on the same day of Brutus. So they'd be like, multiple people were like, wait, how's he at the game in here? And it's like, I right, just let, <laughs> just let this be. Um, but so my main issue was while I was a cheerleader at Ohio State, my first semester was really rough. I, I was doing okay academically, um, but I was kind of sad at the fact that I wasn't, I was basically told by a teammate that I really wasn't going to be able to do theater and cheer and I had to pick one or the other, which is kind of disheartening because I was a theater major and I wanted to do, I think it was zombie prom. I think it was like the show I was trying to work on. I had like sheet music and all that. And this gentleman who ended up becoming a Columbus actor, by the way, um, flat out looked at me while we were in line, like getting uniforms. Like, yeah, you're not going to be able to do both. You need to pick one or the other. Um, so that was already a little bit of like a, a mistrust there. But really, when at the end of the fall semester, uh, Roland got killed. And obviously that took a huge emotional toll on me, right? Like I, I mean, I had dealt with death as a kid in terms of like my first girlfriend was killed uh, by a car crash when I was like elementary school. Um, had lost both of my grandparents on my father's side. Um, so like sort of understood death, but nothing really compared to like losing your best friend like that. Right. Um, so like, I remember like getting the emails and the, the text messages from like my RA, like people from the student advocacy was like, you know, we'll reach out to your instructors and let them know, yada, yada, yada. We'll reach out to your coaching staff and let them know what's going on because I didn't, I didn't contact anyone. Like, the people who knew were the people I was roommates with in Moral Tower, right? And that was it. Like, I just, I left. Um, sadly, that was also the last time I saw my roommate, Ashby, uh, because by the time I came back, he had left Ohio State um, to take some personal time off as well. So I was also kind of sad when I came back because I missed them. But um, when I was, you know, going through all that, you know, I I had people who re- reached out to me. I had, you know, sweet mates and roommates who wanted to check in and make sure I was doing okay. You know, people who really kind of barely knew me. Um, and I remember coming back and they had made this homemade card for me um, I was still going by CC at the time because, you know, identity crisis. Um, <laughs> and so, like, you know, it was very warm. Like, it was very sweet that, like, people were still very nurturing and caring, at least with the people on my floor and in my suite. What hurt was that none of my teammates 
did anything like that. It was just... And I, I will acknowledge the fact that I, because of my medical, lack of medical clearance, um, there was already this struggle of like being able to connect with the team. Um, you know, and I would do, I would go to events, I would go to parties. It's like, I, I did spend some time with these people. I mean, these are the people I've known the longest at Ohio State. Because uh, I moved in with like one teammate. I lived with her for over a month while we were going through tour days before I was even allowed to move into my dorm at Ohio State. Um, you know, it's so like, I we weren't strangers by any means. I mean, these are people who had seen me drunkenly walk down uh, the street in my underwear on High Street. You know, I confessed my attraction to one of my senior captains who was dating, I think, a track, a, a track and field person at the time. And then they very ugly broke up. Um, right, so just all this, like, we, we, we had memories, we had connections with each other. And it was just very disheartening for them just to not reach out. No one really checked in. Like, and we had just lost Lene. Because um, Lene, we lost the week of the Michigan Week game. Like, that, that very start of the Michigan Week, they terminated Lene for the whole sexual harassment fiasco just no bullshit whatever um and so it just it was just I don't know it hurt like it hurt that these people who had spent so much time with and around you know and I thought you know would care and would have my back just kind of just dismissed it just didn't care didn't reach out you know it felt like there was more of a focus on trying to win nationals or um, you know, getting Michigan week together, you know, all that stuff instead of like, hey, like your fellow Buckeye is hurting really bad, you know, and never got the support from the athletic department of like, this is what you should do. You know, make sure you take the time to grieve, make sure, you know, we have these counseling sessions and all this because it was pretty much the exact opposite. When I came back to campus, I got an email from the person who coordinates the uniforms like you need to turn in your uniforms. Um, and basically when I started trying to reach out of like different academic and like mental counseling type stuff was basically told that I've been stripped of those rights because I was essentially no longer considered a cheerleader. So by the, uh, start of the spring semester, I really wasn't an athlete anymore. All that had kind of just gotten taken, um, which sucked because a lot of, a lot of that type of support that they give only to athletes I really could have used in that moment academically because I was having to study for the finals of my fall semester while also in class for my spring semester while also still not really understanding how to grieve in that moment, right? I honestly, I, I went back to school because no one really could tell me if I should or shouldn't. There was no playbook. There was no instruction and there was no one guiding me of like, Hey, you should take the time you need to heal. No one was asking those questions of like, are you sure you want to go back right now or do you want to wait? That conversation never happened with anyone. And everyone just kind of just let me go back and no one ever once stopped to be like, are you okay? Are you sure you want to go back? You know, should you just take a semester off just to kind of recalibrate? It's a jarring thing to have happen. 
And I mean, I, I thank God I made it through my degree. I, I finished some fucking how. I, I truly, like, I look back on that happening and, like, I recognize a lot of those unhealthy mental patterns that I had. And it's like, I don't know how you made it through. Because by the end of that year, I was on academic probation. For good reason. So I, I've always kind of had this weird, I don't want to say personal vendetta, but, like, this bad taste in my mouth. Like, I, I see... I start. I started unfollowing a lot of those old teammates because they're they're not friends. I don't look back on that with fond memories of like, like I use being on a Ohio State cheerleader as like a fun fact about me, but it's not fun. It's just a fact. Like it, it isn't like the things I'm proud of doing when it came to cheering at Ohio State was a lot of these service events that I did. Right, the picture of me and Preston, who was probably now a teenager. Cause that was years ago. He's probably a teenager at this point. Um, and painting the brood eye rocks, you know, like doing that type of stuff that made me feel very good and felt like I was giving back to the community. That's the stuff I loved. But like, I don't look back on that time at Ohio state with fondness. Like I don't, I don't consider any of those teammates to be friends because they're not, we're not friends. We, we are associates or almost like past employees We've worked together. We've done some previous projects together, but other than the fact that I wanted to fuck some of them, th- there really is no reason for me to look back on any of them. Like, I saw a bunch of the girls were down in Florida uh, to celebrate an engagement like three weeks or a month ago. Like, one of them got engaged. And I mean, they're all like in bars, unmasked, whole nine yards. And I'm like, it- it's very much like rich white privilege Mm -hmm. it just like just the disregard of like the rules just don't really apply to them and that's how I felt on a team like especially there was always this classes and like economic issue on the like they always wanted to they want to go out to like fancy restaurants like do like all this bougie ass shit after like practice and like I mean don't get me wrong like if I I'm sure if I wanted to ask my parents for the money, they would have supplied it for me. But also, I'm not going to waste their money on things that don't... Because, like, my parents didn't even really want me to work in college. Like, I kind of snuck my first job, which is a whole different story. Um, it just... it. These are people who truly grew up with money. Like, I see one of them is, like, a professional photographer. He's a YouTuber now, and, like, you know, has had like over a million subscribers on his channel and it's great. It's fine. You know, uh, others have like started businesses or if like, you know, like all this, but they all come from very rich backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It was almost like it was a requirement to be rich. Well, I mean, it's generational wealth, so it's easier to get rich when you are rich or your parents are rich. And like that, that, that just isn't me or my life. Even if I did have the money, just the things they wanted to do wouldn't be the things I wanted. And so even then, I, I always felt like very much of a disconnect of like, they don't understand what it's like to look at your bank account and be like, can I afford to get this? Oh, I agree. Because I feel like very much for them, it's like, I want it, I got it. And it's like, I I just, in this moment, in college, right now, I cannot relate, you know. And so that was, that was also a struggle, like just trying to figure out and understand that like, I guess jealousy, you know, of them just being like, yeah, we're just going to go out and like, 
party Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. It's like, how? How do you not get the shit you need to get done done? Well, it's easier when you don't have to work. So, like, the time, like, you and I would be spent, like, working, they get to use it, like, studying and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's different. It's like, I, yeah, I'm definitely jealous of it. Like, I would have, like, if my parents had the money and, like, I could live that way, I would have loved to live that way. Um, and honestly, I still did. They just didn't study sometimes. Hence our um, not-so-great-student uh, episodes. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I would love to get to the point in life where, like, if I have kids, they're able to, like, go to college and live that life. But, I mean, unfortunately for people like me and you, it's just not a reality. Like, there's other shit we gotta get done and can't afford to do. Like, there are times, like, I went, like, I was like, oh, one meal a day is good. A little, a little light snack of the day is good. I mean, like looking up, like the human body can go three weeks without food. I ate today and yesterday. Good. We're fine. Like, it's different. It's different. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think I, I feel a lot of, I, I, I think after seeing that Instagram post, it, it triggered a lot of the, this feeling of betrayal from these people of like, we were kind of taught to pretend to be this really close-knit family, you know, and in the public eye, like, we support and we care about each other. And the truth is, they could give zero fucks about me. And I I would welcome any of them to try to convince me otherwise. I truly, if any of you are listening, I would truly welcome you to try to convince me otherwise. Because the fact of the matter is, none of us are fucking friends. None of us have ever hung out outside of a cheerleading practice. No one has ever made an effort to contact or talk to me. No one checked in on me when I needed the most. And how the fuck are we going to be friends when you don't support someone through truly the most traumatic event they've ever gone through? And the thing is, I know that they know about it. I Like, they know it happened because three of them in particular, I texted about it happening. Just nothing. Mm-hmm. No support. No care. Just like the ego around that team and around athletics at Ohio State is so mind-blowing to me. That when even someone that you're supposed to be have this close bond with, supposed to be brothers and sisters, you know, I they like to pride themselves on being closer than a fraternity and all this bullshit and it's like I no it's not it's just pretending it's truly just an act and it just it it makes my blood boil like every time I see the cheerleading team and I'm like oh my name is associated with that I don't want it to be honestly I think that's like a culture of like Ohio State in general I mean do you remember what's happening like in March Madness with uh, EJ Liddell the Ohio State basketball player mm-hmm uh, when you see the, the, the like hate uh, messages, oh yes, yes, they Ohio State and its fans, and this is probably true for other sport city or sport universities, um, but especially true for Ohio State. Uh, people don't give a shit about you when you're winning to the players. Like they're seeing all that hate mail to a literal like twenty year old. Mm-hmm. Like they don't care about you. It's, it's 
It's ridiculous. It's the amount of like, because they only see them as a commodity. It's the same reason why like, they don't get paid. Like it's an issue with the NCAA and just and the fans in general. Like, oh, you're doing me a service. Like it's the whole the same answer. Like shut up and do your job. Shut up and play ball. Like what are they or shut up and dribble. What they said to LeBron. You talk about like politics and stuff. Like it's you're just an athlete. You're here to make us money. Shut up and do your job. It's yeah. I have I have strong feelings about yeah I I think I definitely agree I have a lot of issues with Ohio State and it's, it really sucks to hear that like you know like you said these people that that you know they know because you told them weren't there to support you and they obviously weren't there to support um, your former coach because it's all more about the image than actual people they don't care about the people they just care about the money so when like. Um, Jim Trestle was covering stuff up with a scandal and they just let the students like take the fall like the worst thing they could have in Ohio State in Ohio State's eyes is that they look bad to the press like yeah. we had a little terrorist attack on campus once it was like never mentioned because they don't want it to look bad like after the event happened like the only reason it was talked to was because students were talking about it the school's not going to talk about it or do anything to help. It's same thing with Title Nine stuff. School doesn't help with Title Nine because it brings attention to the school. That's why sexual assault cases are so bad on the university level because they're not going to do anything about it because they want to bring attention to it. Like American universities in America, especially with its um, need for a certain type of image, is deeply, deeply flawed. <laughs> I mean, and I Ohio State was like the school I absolutely wanted to go to. I loved the university ever since I was a kid, and I knew it was a school I wanted to get into. And I remember, I remember when I got the notification that I had been accepted. I was, um, I was in an all Ohio show of rent, so I was up in Sylvania, and you know everyone's talking about this and that, and uh, it was during a break. Of the rehearsal period, so I just got on my laptop and checked. Uh, I can't remember the name of the fucking website. It's like Buckeye Link. Buckeye Link, yeah, Buckeye yeah. Link. Uh, so I checked Buckeye yeah. Link, and I saw it because like it had just been saying pending and pending, and it had been changed to accept it. And I remember screaming and like running throughout the theater, like I lost my mind, and I was like. Rosie, I, I have to call my parents. Please let me just call my parents. She's like, absolutely. Just like, so I remember, like, I called mom first because, you know, mm-hmm. mom's getting the news first. Then I called dad second. Then I called grandma. Uh, and told them all, like, I got accepted to Ohio State. And I was, like, losing my mind. Like, oh, man. Because, like, even, like, I don't I don't have any brothers and sisters. But, like, even amongst my cousins, like, I was the one of the first, if not the first, to get into college. Because it just wasn't an interest it wasn't something that was feasible for a lot of my cousins like it and especially being from Whitehall where everyone's kind of looked down on the community in general it's like you know you you can't you can't get into a school like Ohio State like you should just stick to Columbus State and it's like but this is where I want to go to I'll get yeah. in there um and even like some of my peers in my class being like you'll never get in Ohio State you, you can't and I was one of six in my class who got accepted into Ohio State which is crazy, because then you go to Ohio State and you realize how many dumbass people are there. 
Dude, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's some dumb fucks at Ohio State. Yes. <laughs> like, for as much like, oh, we're the Ohio State. I will say this. Like, and I and I agree. Like, honestly, I was very happy when I got to go to Ohio State. I was excited to do it. And then when I got there, like, we faced the issues that we've been talking about. And this is a dumb ass. That's why I thought I could get away with a lot. It's because I was. I was like, oh, there's some dumb people here, too. Like, cool. We're all feeling the same class together. And you have no excuse because you're rich. You don't have to have a job. I'm at least working and failing. You just don't do anything and you're failing. That's your fault. <laughs> but, like, I had great experience at Ohio State, but it was never because of the university. My worst experiences in university weren't because of the university. Was that because issues my financial aid where they screwed me on? Which, oh, I'll talk about that later. But, like, entirely, entirely their fault of, like, not communicating well. Because they don't care if to make money. Yeah. So if they don't tell you, and you get screwed, they get more money. So they don't give a shit. All the good experiences I had at Ohio State was because of the people I met, and because people going out their way from me because of who they are, not because they were worked at Ohio State. If I met those people at any other school, it'd have been the same thing. When I had issues at Ohio State, it was because I went to Ohio State. And I'm glad I got a degree. I'm glad I went there because I met the people I did. I wouldn't have met you, like my little best friend. And I wouldn't have met you if I didn't go to the school right. or everyone else and all of my other friends' experiences. But all the issues I had in college was because I went there. So, so I, I mean, I, I feel like I learned more about myself than I did like academically at Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like I learned more about people. And emotional intelligence and like how cruel people can be I feel like that I did in terms of like these you know this is how you create water which is not a thing but like this, <laughs> this is how you create water this is how our uh, this is how our listeners know we failed <laughs> <laughs> this is how they know we weren't very good at school this is how you create water just like what and <laughs> Would I go back and do it again? Absolutely not. There, there's not a shadow to my mind. I would never do it again. I've considered grad cheerleading school. or Ohio State. Ohio State. Like going uh, to just just undergrad, really. Oh. No, I don't think I'd ever do it again. Um, I've considered grad school, but I think I could get further. I think I could get more of what I want to do out of life not in grad school. Yeah, especially with your specific goals. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'd be paying more money for... I guess more fights. Like, especially... I feel like I have had a lot of conversations with grad students, and all of this is stress. It's stress. It's, I'm working on this. I gotta get this done. I'm stressed. This person's a stupid bitch. This person's a fucking idiot. My mentor is a goddamn dumbass. And it's like, I don't know. I, I don't... <laughs> like, the world of academia... It's not for me because it's so, well, number one, the politics behind it, uh, because, you know, you have to respect your elders and, you know, if your instructor says this, then this would follow. I'm going to fuck about old people. I'm not that type of person who's like, oh, so you're my instructor, so that means I should just listen to what you say. And while colleges say, you know, they support diverse ideas, really, it's only diverse ideas that fit within the rhetoric they want to tell. Yeah. 
you go oh, too far. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. And then, you know, like, oh, no, we got to cut your funding for your, I, we can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. So, something happened. Someone didn't cross an I or dot a T and <laughs> cross an I or dot a T. <laughs> Dude, you're making us look bad. <laughs> I'm glad somebody didn't do either of those. Like, they're not supposed to. <laughs> Cross an eye, not a T. Um, so, yeah, absolutely not for me. I just... I I wish that was the conversation that people had with me. So I was more mentally prepared for the bullshit. Because everyone... I, I, just, I think especially being in an underprivileged area... Where people were like, you know, college is your way out. And don't get me wrong, it very much still was and is for me. It provided opportunities that were very unique and I don't know I could have gotten anywhere else. Um, and I really could not, there's no way I could be where I am now if I didn't have my degree. You know. But a lot of the sacrifices that came along the way. Everyone focused on just the pure academics of, like, you have to turn in your papers on time. Uh, you know, people are a lot stricter about, like, their late grade policy and all this stuff. No one talked about, like, the economic impact of college or the mental, like, or physical health of college. And, like, going from having your schedule set for you to immediately having to figure out how to plan your life. Yeah. Like, there is no good transition in between. You go from, like, your senior year where they tell you you got to go to this class at this period and it's here. Then you go to this class and, like, you're given a schedule to, hey, all of these classes are available. You have all this time. You figure the shit out. There's no step in between of, like, this is how you properly schedule. This is how you need to make sure you plan for meals so that you can eat. This is how you budget. How you write a check. What credit is going to do for you in the long run. These are the important conversations that should have been had. That just never occurred. For whatever reason. And it just... At the end of the day, like going to Ohio State makes you feel like you are a dollar sign. And the more money you make for the university, the more they'll supposedly put back into you. But the moment you fuck up or the moment they feel like you are unworthy or no longer of value, you will be cut off. You will become a plebeian, a normie, whatever term you want to call it, and you'll just be put back in the herd with the rest of them. And if you graduate, you graduate. If you don't, we got your money anyway. You'll have to spend more if you don't. So, Good on you, I guess. You know, it's just, it's so, it's so very, very fucked up. So very fucked up. And the obsession with Ohio State, the obsession with a university that is not really even accessible for its own community, to be honest, it's so weird. People who have no connection with the university, never had a family member even set foot on the campus. Just loves this school. They love the tradition. They love the band. They love this and that. Why? What is it about the school? Like, if you come to me and say, well, I love that the fact that they do a lot of research into cancer, you know, and I know that the James Hospital has had an impact on people, maybe not necessarily directed to me, but I, I've seen the impact 
the James Hospital has done. Okay, very valid reason, you know. But if you just say, oh, I love the tradition. You know what also was the tradition? Slavery. <laughs> I was going to say, it was like, what? Like how we have a statue of a former uh, university president who was a profound segregationist? Like, and the tradition is to rub his head as you walk into the library? It's so weird. It's so weird. I'm like, I just kind of bonk him. I'm like, racist. <laughs> Give me an A, you racist. <laughs> My yeah. God. It's just, oh. That's not, yeah, I think if I was going to go to grad school, I'd have to go to a smaller university. Like, I'm grateful because my junior and senior year when I committed to theater, I felt a little more welcome and I felt like I had a better place in the school. It's like if I miss class, like knowing my professors because of like productions. So if I miss class, I get like texts from Elizabeth Woman or Jen, like, hey, are you doing okay? I'm like, oh yeah. I'm just like, feel a little sick. Or like I would text them beforehand so they knew if I was missing. But if I didn't text them, they would check in on me. So that was nice. So I think, like, if I have kids, I'd probably like, I'd have to like let them know all these things. Like, hey, if you go to, it's, it's very possible for a university to feel too big. And so I say, oh, I say definitely felt too big because there's no, because at that size, like, oh, this school does not give a shit about me. And when there's so much opportunity, it's so much easier to feel like secluded. It's like, oh, I'm not involved in these things. And like, I don't have the time or the money to be involved in student works because I have to work. If I'm not in class, I have to be working or eating or sleeping or doing work. I don't have time to do all these extra things. And so when you see so much opportunity, there's so much that you can't do, it's really disheartening. So I think, like, honestly, I have to advocate for, like, if you're a kid that has to work through school, go to a smaller school. Like, big schools are great because you get to meet a lot of people and there's fun parties, don't get me wrong. There's also cool parties at smaller schools, too. And you probably get more direct attention and you might feel more like a part of the community. So. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things in, like, the first orientation you go to. It's like, Ohio State is big. This is how you can kind of form your community, like you said. Like, this is how you, you know, you join student org, you do this or that. And looking back on it, it's like, but like you said, what if you work, you know? Like, and the other part is, like, even for us in our major, so if you're in a, if you're in a show and you work while also still being in school full-time, Sometimes those three things alone don't even allow you the ability to eat. Oh, I ate. That's why I had to get a job. That like I hated my KCOM job, but I kept it up because when I was doing shows, I was like, "Yo, this is this gonna be a free meal during the week. I need to take this." Like, because I was having like my senior year, I was having like eighteen hour days between work and school and productions. And honestly, that's really how between the theater department and work is how I made all of my college friends. Because my friends in college are either from theater or from work. And so, like, the work friends are the ones I went to party with because theater kids didn't really party, or at least their parties weren't as fun. Um, <laughs> like, I went to them a lot my senior year, and I was like... We're going to get some texts about that. And then I would leave and then go to other cooler parties. Man, the people that <laughs> went to those parties don't listen to this podcast. And I don't care. And if they did, I'll listen about you. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Yeah. So that's really, but I didn't, I didn't have friends from St. Oryx, so I didn't have time to. So I'm lucky that, like, you know, I was able to work with some cool people. I, ooh, I was in a couple of student orgs and cannot say I'm friends with a single person. I was co-president with Shades. I forgot about that. What's Shades? Shades, uh, Shades Book Eye Chapter was a um, an LGBTQ group that's right. focused on queer people of color. Yes, that's right. I remember. And, as soon uh, as I asked what it was, I remember you talking about it when we were I mean, school. there were some beautiful people in that group. That's another thing, too. Like, I, aside from, like, Ohio State, queer spaces are very sexual. That's a separate conversation for a different episode. But, like, Shades didn't know. work because little me at 18, 19, still trying to figure out understanding sexuality, was either highly hyper-focused on what very few attractive men were in those groups or was upset when it was mostly female presenting people and there was like, there, there's nothing here for me. So very problematic. I know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll go past that. Um, I mean, yeah, the people that I would consider my friends were like people I lived with in my dorms who eventually became people I lived with in my house that we were in it for two years um, or people I worked with at, well, the people I lived with were also people I worked with because we kind of all did the same thing like working at MoCo and all that. Um, student safety services. I had, there's a couple of people I would consider friends that I, I like associating with. Um, what the fuck was the next job? Oh, well, I did the front desk at Ohio State at, at the theater. So like, Because eh. that was really more of an isolated like you were by yourself type of yeah. thing. But then like ticket office was popping. Like, dope. other than one person, I was pretty cool with everybody to get off this. Who was one person? Uh, I can't remember. Fr- fr- Fruster? Oh, yeah. Fru- yeah. What the fuck is her name? Why do I only know what the last name kind of looks like? No, it's okay. I know who you're talking about. I don't. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I didn't talk about it's a uh, uh, a roommate of our of our friends. Yes. Oh, yeah. and now I remember the name, and yeah. also realized that I may have just dropped the name. <laughs> I don't. Give you a did. Fuck. I don't. I made. I, like I made you. it worse too. It doesn't matter. Kelsey, um, if you're listening, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> I don't care, bro. You know she's not listening to this. I. Oh, I hope she is. Just so she knows. Like what? I thought you liked me. I didn't like you. Do you remember when um, like when she blocked uh. Jazz and Constance on Twitter, and then you and I caught strays. I was like, why'd I get blocked? I don't even talk to her. Oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of forgot about that. Because we were cool at that point. Because I, I did try to be cordial and all yeah. that. Cause that, and I, well, that was, it was just, it was a mess. It was overcomplicated by everyone involved in that fucking situation. I believe everyone Ohio State, this is, is all about, oh, oh, yeah, everyone involved. And, and I, like to, I like to reiterate, yeah, everyone. Everyone involved. <laughs> We're gonna get the text. We're gonna get <laughs> We were involved, so it's not us, but it was all of y'all. But I was like, Every- I, I was friends with her friends. So I was like, I don't know how I caught this stray. Like, I get why I caught this stray. I'm not mad. Like, I don't care. Like, I didn't like lose anything over it. But yeah, it was all of them's fault. So no, I yeah. don't live there. Not my problem. 
Uh, um, what a mess. What a hot fucking mess. I don't miss that. It all goes back to Ohio State being the problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's one way to look at it. <laughs> but yeah, like ultimately, I am very thankful for the people that I've met and the memories that I created, even through some of those, the darkest moments. I feel like the darkest and the, like, the darkest and the brightest moments of my life all happened in those four and a half years. Like, I feel like I hit some truly dark lows and some very high highs all within those four years. And it, it blew by very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to look back at it and be like, yeah, I graduated. It'll be four years ago uh, this upcoming year. It'll be four years that I've had my degree. And what a fucking wild ride that has been. I can't wait to out of school for two years. Like... Uh, it, but in terms of like, people are like, yeah, what was your favorite class? I'm like, uh, Ooh, not going uh, when I skipped. Honestly, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed my persuasive communications class. Um, the first time. class I feel like I learned so much the first time <laughs> then the second time I took it I was like I know all this shit so I never went but <laughs> oh my god and then I hated it because my TA or yeah the instructor was a TA who was gay and he was on grinder so he always kept trying to hit on the gay people in the class so like oh he me, knew that's so like man. me and another gay kid in the class we'd send screenshots when we find our TA like bro he owned. He's like, I don't want it. I don't want it. Like, hey, yo, I suck your dick. Give me an A. Like, no, that, I you could have passed. Wow, you could have passed. You really played yourself, Tracy. Well, no, the first time I took it with the department, like department head of communications. You gave the department of communications. I, no, I bitch. <laughs> I was trying to make it work, and it didn't work. <laughs> no, I took it with like the department head, and she is married and has kids, and I loved her, and I learned so much from her. But then the second time taking it was this weird ass TA, just ugh, make a hard dick soft type of deal, like like make it turtle in almost, you know, just like yeah. shoop, no, I don't just no, shoop. go high, just ah, uh, I'm so upset. And honestly, the amount of times that shit happened in Ohio State was also an issue, but no one wants to talk about it. Another time your dick got sucked. What? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That I have to agree. That is an issue. The amount of time my dick got sucked at Ohio State was too many. <laughs> I mean, okay, to be fair, Ohio State was What not are a- we talking about before <laughs> listen, we move on? No, no, no. Listen, I, I feel like people played up college to be very hormonal and very, like, concerned around sex. And I feel like at most... 5% of my college experience was surrounding sex. Like, how uh, the mainstream media portrays college is very much like, you're always thinking about girls. Well, I guess you're always thinking about girls. And like, uh, always trying to have sex. And like, you know, like having a busted nut in the middle of class because someone said the, the word titty or some shit. And it's just like, oh what do you What do you think straight people are like? I mean, you're getting it, you're getting it 100% correct, by the way. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I would like to say 
I think it depends on like who you are. And I feel like because there's definitely some people that are like that. I know I'm going to out myself here. There was one month that I was single my senior year. And I was going off the rails. I was collecting bodies. Oh, yeah. That's a period, as I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. One month. And I was like, Phoom. so there, it, it does happen. And I know people that have sustained that for four years. No. How? Like, I did it for a couple months. Like, I would I would schedule them in, like, hour and a half shifts. It's like, all right, so your call time is, like, 10 o'clock. You know, the next one will, like, be in, like, 1130, you know. Like, I, I literally would schedule them out. And you're like, all right, like, next one in. Let's go. Because so I keep it cycling. And, like, like, one of my friends had this phrase, like, um, girls like buses. You know, miss one, next 15, one coming type deal. Like, and that's very much how it was. Like, but to keep that up. And for that to be the priority of my college experience seems so bizarre to me. Like, you're, you're missing so much. Because, like, honestly, you can fuck anywhere. Like, let's be real. If you put in enough effort, you can fuck anywhere. But it's so much easier in school, though. Because people that are, like, around your age, like, you know them that way. Like, going to similar parties. You're just going to parties like, oh, we're the same age. We're attractive. I live two blocks away. What's happening? Oh, I met your friend also at the party. In two weeks, I'm going to bag your friend. Right? I'm like, oh, I've known you for this long, and now that I'm single, yeah, let's go. Bet. I mean, I guess. I also wasn't the type of drunk who, like, got horny. Like, you know, people oh, were like... Oh, I wasn't drunk. Like, you drink enough, oh. and it's like, everything's attractive. Like, that was not a thing I experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, did it lower inhibitions? Yes. But it wasn't to the point where I was like, I'll fuck any guy in this room. Like, and I, I've heard guys say this at a party, but like, bro, anybody here can get it. I was like, she's literally missing a tooth. Like, she's actually missing a tooth. It's not a joke. How was that attractive to you? Less teeth to bite me with. Bang, oh, bang, my God. Let's go. Bro, the day this dude bit my dick. Yo, I remember oh. us talking about this. Oh, I, I just got reminded of this when I was in Chicago. I was what so happened like... in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> the worst part was he was like, he was so upset. He was like, you're not going to come? I was like, Nigga, no, it hurt. I'm why you, why are you gnawing on me? <laughs> you're here, nah, nah, nah. Like, no. But nigga, it's not a piece of beef jerky. It's a penis. <laughs> I was so bad. And then, like, I honestly did not bust because I, like, when he left, I remember going upstairs like, Maxon, I'm in pain. I don't know what to do. I need help. I might need to go to the emergency room. I was like, bro, like, my dick couldn't even hit my underwear. Like, it hurt that much. Like, I think I skipped class this day, bro. I'm pretty sure I skipped class. It hurt. Bro, when your dick is hurt, you can't think about a single goddamn thing else. Hey, yo, professor, I can't come in. My dick hurt. <laughs> like, nothing else matters. And, like, it, like he was, like, scraping the tip. And I was just like, I can't. Like, I'll burn this bitch like, down. Like, hard? Yes, dude. Like, oh. Damn. Because, like, the first time he did it, went, like, you know how, like, you get a little teeth, just, 
Yeah. He like he's like, all right, I'm gonna work with it. I remember at one point, I remember like slapping him, like not hard, but like on the cheek. This get up. It's <laughs> be like, no, you can't do this. And then he kept doing it. I was like, all right, we just got to make it through. And I remember picking up my phone and being like, I'm gonna give you two more minutes. I don't know if I have enough nerves the last two minutes, but I'm giving you two more minutes, and this is gonna be it. Like that shit hurt. How did you go two more minutes? Um, like, yeah, I think it was early Chorsey because Chorsey now would be like, yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, very much still like sexually inexperienced in terms of like being able to communicate my needs to my partner. Um, that that came a little later, to be honest. So at the moment, I was just like, I just know I'm horny. I just want some head. Okay, let's do it. Also, because I'm not gonna lie, we got dicks, right? Like I got one, you got one. You don't know. So I fuck with men who have dicks. So I would assume that you know what feels good when it comes to pleasing a penis. Because you got it. You know, like I am very much on the rhetoric of like men are better dick suckers than women because we got them. So we know how to suck a dick. You know what I mean? I've never had my dick sucked by a man and probably never will. But I can agree with the sense that, like, when a girl tried to give, like, me a handy, I'm like, there's no way in hell you can do this better than I can do this to myself. <laughs> like, don't, do not bother giving me a hand job Because you're fist, you don't know what it's like. You're not going to get a tempo down, especially for me. Maybe, I don't know, I say, like, maybe another man could probably do it because he knows it's like, but it's still, like, different per person. Yeah. So, like, when as soon as a girl's like, no, just, like, either... Put your mouth or something, because you're not gonna do this better than me. If I would, I would rather jerk off to you than you give me a hand job, because you're you're not gonna be able to figure it out. Because you're doing something, you're either tugging, do some crazy. I like you're not getting this right, honey, and you're embarrassing yourself, frankly. <laughs> well, it's like she can't. She doesn't feel it. Like she doesn't feel. She doesn't feel like, it. Yeah. The build up and like the nerves and the tension and it's like. Okay. Oh, this the spot. Just yeah. get right here. Just exactly. See, it's like just crank it, crank it a little bit. Like use that little skin in between the thumb and the, like she doesn't know because she can't feel it. Yeah. It, it's uh, honestly, I was like, "What are you?" And they're like, "No, I just want to do this for you." Like, I well, I don't want you to do that. I don't want no. Don't. Or somebody be like, I think once someone was like, "Oh, I give like so I've been told I give like good hand jobs." I was like, I really doubt that. I was like. Yeah, the day I meet somebody who can give one to me better than I can do it to myself, I'll marry them on the spot. Like, I'm like, it's just physically impossible because, like, when we do like this motion, the jerk off motion, girls like, oh, that's what it's like. It's not actually no, like that. It's not. It's not, it's not, really oh. not. If you do that to me, that's like, oh, that's how I know you don't know what you're doing. No, no one's at home just like, yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't actually work that way. Oh my god. But like, I guess that's what they see in. Maybe porn, I guess. I don't know. I don't actually even know, like, where they get the rhetoric of, like, how we jack off from, unless they would see in a porn, really. Because other than that, it'd just be, like, they just know we do this motion. It's just yeah, like, so ah. think... And even then, it's usually like, it's Or like... they'll do it like this, like, dry. And that's, like, worse. Because they'll do like, oh. a tight grip, dry, and I'm like, you... No, don't you... touch me. I'm, I'm going to smack you in the forehead. What are you doing? <laughs> No, I, I want you to tell me. I want you to look me in the eyes and tell me what are you doing. <laughs> Should have had a V8. <laughs> oh, my 
think uh, people's inexperience with sex definitely stems back to the fact that Ohio State is run poorly and definitely <laughs> uh, students. So, right, this is supposed to be about I hate Ohio State. I don't know how they got to that time, and I and I hate the people at Ohio State that used to jerk me off like that. So it counts. <laughs> I've never let someone. No, I don't think I've ever had a hand. I there's no point. Like yeah, like when they tried to, I make them stop. Like sometimes they're asked oh, her, I was wait, like, that's "Well, a you." Lot. I guess I've had, and uh, I guess mutual. I think it's different. I think that's different. Yeah, there's been a couple of times where like, yeah, just like trick me off, and they'll do it. And I'm like, mm, never mind. No, you know, you might get bored. I'm like, bro, like I, I think tempo is very important. You, you mentioned that word before. There is actually a rhythm and a tempo you have to follow. Mm-hmm. Like there is a slowdown. There's a build up. There like. And then I most people I find tend to let off on the gas at the wrong moment. And it is it is harder to build the momentum back up when it falls than if it was already at a neutral, like stagnant position. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're building me up, I'll get there. But if I crash, I mean you have to rebuild it up, it's almost definitely impossible. To get to where you want to go. Yeah. That's why I fake it sometimes. How? You got a bowl of mayonnaise or some shit? No, I mean, I'm not talking like a in the hand job. I'm talking about like have a condom. I just like make the noise and then like leave. Or sometimes I just leave. Oh. <laughs> just make the noise and leave. Okay. I'm like, oh, so that was good for you guys watching me? Okay, bye. <laughs> Please tell me you don't say that. God. I No. I, I, I hit you. I just go. Oh, like, that's not better? Question. Not, well, I don't know. If you slept with me, drop us a comment. What do I say when I leave? I don't know. There's definitely been you know a what? few situations Fair. where I... With me, what do I say? Because I actually don't know. I feel like... Hmm. There's been a few situations where there's a lot of times they definitely like oh awkward small talk. It's like oh I don't know if I'm staying or not. Why no? Because no, no, like, no. I'm like I don't know if I want to sleep here or if I'm gonna go home. A lot of times like okay well, I'm just gonna go. Like I would rather walk like six blocks than spend the night. There's been times I've left halfway through. Um, because mm. I knew I didn't want to be there. Okay. Um, oh, I guess that's different because I don't. Other than, like, my first, it's, I've never, I've rarely had a hookup at a place that wasn't my own. I don't like inviting people into my home. I don't like them to be near my stuff. I I usually make them come to me. I think I've only had, honestly, only a few times for people that, like, I wasn't dating. Only a few times have I had them come to me. It's because I was lazy. Yeah, I I mean, one of my exes was a felt hookup, and I found out years after the fact, so. (laughs) I guess he thought he was coming over. Thing is, I said, we're going to play Mario Kart. This nigga thought, oh, that means they're going to smash. I meant, there's a switch in the living room. We're going to play Mario Kart. 
I don't know what you think Mario Kart meant we gonna fuck, but whatever. Sounds like you invite them over. I think a lot of people, like, if you invite someone over too late in the day, it's like, oh, I'm not just gonna be doing this, alright? It we? was like three o'clock. Oh, okay, that's fair. It was the, like, bright sun. That's fair. And people don't know who you are when you're like, oh, I genuinely want to do this. If I want to sleep with you, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna sleep with you. Yeah, you're, no, you're more, like, upfront with your intentions where other people are like, oh, you wanna, you wanna get coffee at 8 p.m.? No! <laughs> that wouldn't work anyway. I don't like coffee. And I didn't mean to be my response. I don't like coffee. Like, so oh, I got something that tastes like coffee. I don't want coffee. What? Why what? do you think this is a good idea? Back up. It tastes like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there are some black men who be like, my dick tastes like chocolate, maybe milk chocolate, some shit like that. And it's like, Okay, well, I'm a diabetic, so I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me get my insulin ready. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me, let, me, let, me, let me get my pills. All right, all right. Those, actually, based off our episode tonight, I've found my two new criteria for the perfect woman. Uh, someone who's coochie, tastes like coffee, and who can give me a, a hand job better than I can jerk myself off. That's, the, that's all I need. <laughs> You're setting... Pretty impossible standards there. Pretty so. impossible standards. Let's be real. That's, <laughs> that's like that's like marriage on the spot material. Like obviously, I'm not limiting myself to that kind of person. But if I meet somebody like that, I have to be like whoever I'm with. I'm like I'm sorry, she's meant for me. Okay, that, that's <laughs> a note. And on that, is that where the fuck? <laughs> I mean, okay. One more quick tidbit about a house date. One more thing about why I hate a house date. The colors bother me. It's random, I know. I, I absolutely hate, hate the specificity of it being scarlet and not red. And how most people in the, like, layman world don't understand it. And then... Very specific Buckeyes get real butt hurt if you're not using Scarlet. If someone outside our community are like, oh, your colors are red and gray, and they're like, we're Scarlet and gray. It's like, nigga, chill. Did you make it? Hey, you can't say the N-word about Ohio State people because you know the people that go to Ohio State, what they look like. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's be real. All right, cracker. Slow <laughs> Better. Better. Like, uh, it is so, and don't get me wrong, I, in terms of style, I think the color choice and palette make sense, but it's so particular that I feel like even people in our community, in quotes, in our community, fuck it up. I would say red instead of gray. I see people like red and silver. I'm like, you go here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you saying, bro? You you go here. <laughs> like, it's it better than be, maize. With, is maize the blue or the yellow? Do you, what is uh, Chorsi? What? Oh, oh my god! What is maize? Do you know what maize is? M a i z e. It's a puzzle. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> no, it's a corn. <laughs> so there you go. So if it's corn. What color do you think it is? Blue. Oh, that's actually... No. <laughs> Wait. 
No, it's navy and maize, right? Or is it maize and gold? Oh, fuck. I don't give a shit about this school. I can't <laughs> this in my school. Okay, let's look this up. What color? Ooh, don't open that tab. What's <laughs> 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 the tab? I don't open that tab. <laughs> All right, maize. Is an annual grass. Oh, Jesus Christ, Chorusy. Like, <laughs> what? That's what it says. Oh, it's, it's we- no, it's gold. Their colors are maize and blue. Mm. This blue? Maize and blue? All right. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing blue. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. I thought they, I thought they at least do. No, okay, that makes sense because they're go big blue. Okay, makes it be blue. But they're called, yeah. it's not, it's not even a true blue though. It's more of a navy. Oh, side note, you made me think of this. Okay, so go big anything I think is a very bad chant in general because I always think inappropriate. So when okay. I hear go big blue, I think waffle. <laughs> I don't know why. Hey, do blue waffle. I don't know. Well, yeah, I know why, but I don't know why, like, hearing Go Big Blue triggered awful. (laughs) In high school, we had a chant that was Go Big Black, and, like, having five very tall black basketball players as the stars of our team, um, (laughs) and being the only male cheerleader at the school... And yelling go big black just felt kind of inappropriate. <laughs> Especially with some of the information I knew about the players. Like I just What was I, information choice you share for the class? I don't want to chant this. No, we're not talking about that. Because a lot of that We talked about hand job technique. I feel like we can talk about this. All I can say is for all of the guys in high school, I apologize because girls talk so much shit about the size of y'all's dicks and they always wanted to talk to me and then there was me who was like I've never had sex in my senior year I don't hear about this <laughs> it was wild like I like cheerleading camp was the worst truly like the way they depict how men talk about sex in the locker room is what I heard during cheerleading camp <laughs> Man, you know what I heard in the locker room when I was playing high school football not to say, like, the conversations don't happen in the locker room. Two people were messing around. They were, like, like towel-whooping each other. Mm-hmm. One guy hits another guy in the crotch. Guy number one who hit guy number two says, I got you. Guy number two says, no, you didn't. Guy number one says, I hit you with a dick. Guy number two said, I don't have a dick. <laughs> That's the conversations I heard in the locker room. <laughs> Did conversation about sex happen? Yes. Most conversations yeah. were stupid in our talks. Like how Chorus and I talk regularly in the locker room. That's how they were. Guys are a lot more maybe simple-minded with our conversations than people make them out to be. We're not just talking about girls. Do we talk about girls or whoever we're interested in? Yes. Or someone holding a girl upside down and pulling a, pouring a bowl of cereal. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> we have to save that story for another time. <laughs> Save that story for another time. And he ate it! And he ate it! <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Well, you know, we just go end it on that note. Yeah, I was like, it's about that time. That's a perfect ender, a cliffhanger, if you will, to what's going to happen next. Oh, boy. Uh, well, actually, with the topic that we have planned next, how do I put that in there? We'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> how? <laughs> Don't worry. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, if you liked what you heard this episode, uh, please like subscribe send us some money on patreon so we can keep this up and please continue to listen to us and tell your friends and find us anywhere that you find podcasts spotify apple music other podcast places <laughs> are we on title i don't know jay-z hit us up please um but thank you we really appreciate you for uh listening to us still on our journey i know we got some faithful listeners out there we got some friends family and we really do appreciate it. It's, also, the random people overseas who still continually man, listen to us. I love y'all even more than I love my friends who listen to us. What a treat. Like, every time I look at, like, someone in Africa has listened to us. I'm like, why? <laughs> Any, anytime you tell me that, like, someone, like, overseas listened to us, I get so scared. I'm like, what if they, like, somehow found, like, an... They, like, found a phone or something that only, like, types, like, English or something and they just don't speak it. And they're trying to call for help and they listen to our dumbass podcast. Like, what if this is... Oh, he did. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's dead for sure. I was like, what if this is somebody's, like, last thing they hear before they die? Um, on one hand, that's really fucking funny to me. <laughs> like, a, a part of me is like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. I'm glad that happened. But another part is like, oh, no, like, somebody died. They could have gotten help. But that... Second part is like very small compared to like oh that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, like Dakota said, listen, subscribe, Patreon, uh, social medias. All the links are going to be in the episode descriptions from now on. So click the links below. Why did I say below? This is not a video. You don't know where we are. Don't it could be below me. or above or it's to the right. Or to the left. <laughs> it could be in a corner, for God's sake. Who the fuck knows? We don't know your setup. No, I, I don't know how I should set up. Anyway, uh, new episodes every Monday at midnight, Eastern time. For all you people on the West Coast, we, we Eastern. So midnight, Western. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... <laughs> Please send us any topics you want us to talk about. Send us your best hand job technique if you think you can do it better than we can. Um... <laughs> I don't want to open those videos. <laughs> no, please don't send a video. Uh, if you send a video, send it to Rosie. No! <laughs> First of all, we both have access to that email. <laughs> Man, I ain't going to open it up then. I have to go but, forward it to your person. I'd <laughs> be like, oh, bro, I got a new opportunity that you have to see. Oh, like, okay, seriously, what is it? Oh, my God. Is that a dick? <laughs> is that a dick? <laughs> I cannot believe this. Uh, but, yeah, thank you. We appreciate you. Two-piece and chicken grease. Cue music. <laughs>